Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. As always, I am your host, Chad Michael Bowden, and thank you so much for clicking on a brand new episode of Hindsight is 20 slash 200. Well, everybody, this is the official start to season three. For those that are not really sure of what happened with season two, basically just a brief rundown of what happened is during basically the end of season two, when everything was in post-production, I needed to migrate a number of the audio files and video that I had recorded throughout the bulk of season two to an external hard drive because my personal computer no longer had space to keep things stored. So in the process of migrating those files to the external hard drive, a glitch occurred, and unfortunately, a lot of the episodes were lost. Um, we were able to recover only six of the, I think it was 21 to 24 episodes. So a lot was lost. So season three um, is going to have a lot of guests that should have been in season two. Um, but I'm very, very happy that I could get all the guests that were supposed to be in season two here on the show, have them do their episodes because, uh, you know, I feel bad that unfortunately something like this out of my control happened and their episodes were lost. So there, there might be some new guests, but, uh, most of season three is going to be season two's guest, um, getting their time to actually, uh, (laughs) shine and have their spotlight, which, which is what I wanted to do. So that is just a brief rundown of what's happened with season two that's why season two only has six episodes there is going to be many more but um most of them will be here in season three so hopefully you enjoyed what we did have of season two and i hope you're looking forward to season three before we go any further if you or anyone you know would like to listen to the podcast please do go follow us we are on anchor spotify and apple podcasts just type in hindsight is 20 slash 200. It is not hindsight is 2020. Hindsight is 20 slash 200. Anyways, thank you guys so much. And I hope you enjoyed the first episode of season three. All right. Well, uh, today's guest is a good friend of the podcast. I've had the opportunity to be on her show um, as well as uh, appear and be a part of a big event she put on for the uh, uh, ACB. So um, it was really, really cool. Um, She is the founder, um, you know, director, you know, basically she has this amazing show called Cooking Without Looking, which basically highlights, you know, visually impaired people who love to cook. Um, She has a vast uh, background in, you know, film and television, and she is the amazing Renee Renee Reitmeister. <laughs> That's okay. It's Rentmeister, but who yeah. cares? Just call me Renee. Yeah, uh, yeah. I try. I gave it my best try. <laughs> I'm so ter- I'm terrible with names. I, I, I'm good with first names. I'm terrible with last names. Well, that's such a long last name, anyway. So many E's. I just even well, get it's it's like you like go with Rent, Rent. You know the Meister, yeah, like- Meister. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, right? It's just, just like you're paying your rent. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to remember. I'll have to do That's that from now on. what it means in Dutch. It means landlord. Really? Like a master of rent. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, my last name is um 
Bouton, but it is um, Bouton, which is the French word for button. So oh. my last name is actually French for button. So, so like when you, your grandma first saw you, she said you were as cute as a button? <laughs> cute <laughs> as a bouton. <laughs> <laughs> well, Renee, I'm so happy that I could have you on the show again. Um, you know, no pressure, but you will be and you are uh, the first episode of season three. So thank you so much for being uh, my first guest of this brand new season of the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me back. I thought you were just saying that you lost my show just so you didn't have to talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, not after all, all the fun that we've had together with me being on your show, then doing that big uh, event, which we can definitely talk about more in depth uh, here on the show today. Um, but before we go any further, if you could please just start by introducing yourself to my guest. Uh, I think it'd be a great way for us to start. Uh, sure, sure. Well, as, as Chad has said, my name is Renee Rentmeester. Just call me Renee. I'm the creator and executive producer of the Cooking Without Looking TV show and podcast. And we're also on YouTube under Cooking Without Looking. Um, it's the first and only TV show which features people who are blind and visually impaired in their real life cooking and like having fun. That's what I was telling Chad a little earlier. Rule number one, being on our show like he was with the ACB was having fun. Mm. You know, we don't want to make this into a modeling thing. You know, blindness <laughs> is is an issue, but we can we can still have fun and discuss it and learn about it and and um, gather more friends. Mm. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, when we're talking about the um, the people you have on your show and you highlight, you know, it's it's about cooking with out looking which of course is cooking for those with visual impairments but it, it's not just you know your microwave dinners you know <laughs> or, your, or your or your crock pods i mean there's a lot of these people that you have on your show that um they're they're pretty legit chefs yeah you know that's that's something that i learned too because um we have we have a mixture of everyone we just have um like what people are calling home chefs now you know which is basically all of us mm -hmm. and then we have uh people like we had with with your show he has his own spice uh mm -hmm. spice line and um and he he does cooking but even even his recipe wasn't the hard recipe it was just right. like sort of like shrimp in the oven with a special sauce right and, uh, you know and and you had your cookies which i love <laughs> i i shared with my grandchildren so there you go um it it does it takes all of us and mm. i've i've never wanted anyone to feel like they had to be like the galloping gourmet and right. just go zooming in and and uh making some flambe <laughs> But um yeah, like Fogwa. What was that? I said like yeah, like 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 fog um fog raw. Fog raw? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or escargot. Was that like like what is it? The faux gras is really just like goose fat or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's I think it's like duck liver. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. As you can tell, I don't sit around eating that on my wrist. <laughs> I know. I, I think most of us don't um, are not able to afford that. <laughs> I, I, you know what? If I were Warren Buffett, I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> it just sounds <laughs> icky. 
it's actually liver. it's actually really good um duck duck is um and uh, i i i personally enjoy liver um that's that's just my my personal um taste we'll, we'll just have to part ways on that Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um my my dad is a very big fan of beef liver um and onions so uh, my mom not at all yeah yeah most of us um had to eat that as a child and i and had is is like emphasized several times <laughs> um and so uh, i think it's just my texture i don't like the texture of yeah. it weird mm-hmm. so but anyway um i'm glad you enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about um the show how how did it start or maybe we can um you know before we get there um you know go into your, your background a little bit because you do have uh, an extensive background in television. Yeah, I started when I was 17 at the ABC station in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm from Green Bay, born and raised. Packers, go Yeah, Packers. yeah, cheeseheads. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I um, had good grades so I could get out of school early in my senior year and um, I was an intern at the TV station and uh, WLUK. Mm-hmm. And when you're an intern in TV, it's, it's funny. It was right at the time they were changing from film to video. Mm-hmm. So I was working with film. I learned how to work with film. And that's where B-roll comes from. Right. B-roll is really just that other video, which is the accessory video to like whoever's ever talking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, um, so like if you're doing like product reviews and stuff, you'll have like, you'll record you talking, but then you'll have like the shots of showing off product or showing off like video. But then of course you have like the layered um, thing of like the actual talkings, but like it's usually recorded separately at different times. Right, right, exactly. And then I was in radio and TV um, at the professional station. I went to the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, was there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as all cub reporters, you have to do those uh, radio things with um, the commission, you know, the, the city commissioners and the mayor and all that stuff. So I sat in a lot of those meetings. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I, I got to Miami. I mean, there was like a lot of stuff in between, but I got to Miami and um was working as a receptionist when uh, at an employment agency. And this man came in and I said, listen, I really want a job in, in um, television here. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I started off as a advertising copywriter over at WCIX in Miami. And then uh, um, just, I pretty much did the jobs. One of my coworkers said, um, I did the jobs of five people. Mm-hmm. And, but you know when you're young you're hungry you want to do everything um I was even called in when um the Bosnian you might not know this so you were probably not even born yet um the Bosnian Herzegovian war ended uh-huh. and and they're uh they they were given the ability to open their own tv station so I was called in and I gave a speech to all these people from Bosnia and Herzegovina about how to start your own tv station mm-hmm. and so that was that was pretty cool and then um i was press and public relations manager i was also like associate news producer mm-hmm. and assignment editor assignment editor is a person who actually when the stories come in you decide 
um, whether it's a story or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, as a producer, so I was writing the stories and um, as much as I had always wanted to be in news, I'm like an empath. I, um, if, if, if you're in pain, I feel it and I'll start crying before you will. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, it's, it's, it's really stressful. And mm-hmm. if you care about people a lot, mm-hmm. and, um, it's, it's a hard job to do. Yeah. Um, Can only imagine. Yeah. There was a little boy um who he was three years old and needed a new liver but there was a rule in florida that if you were under a certain age or over a certain age you weren't put on the list Mm. and uh, so i was on the news desk um that day and i had been talking to the father a lot Mm -hmm. the father um there was going to be a big hoity-toity luncheon with the governor right Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i could have lost my job for this probably I um I got the photographer and the father together and I told them, listen, you guys walk in there right up to the governor, you know, where he's sitting at that um, nice linen tablecloth table and you ask him for your help and I'm certain he'll he'll change his mind. Well, <laughs> sure enough, you know, they 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 came up to him and they walked up to him and they told him the story and he had heard about it. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened was, uh, wow, three days later, all of a sudden there was a liver. Yeah. <laughs> but then um, several months later, the little boy died and I had to write the story. Mm-hmm. And I was I was sitting in the newsroom crying yeah. while I was writing the story because I had gotten so involved and I, you know, you're really not supposed to get involved, but then also you're a human. Right. <laughs> and, um, and I, I felt like I did the right thing. Even maybe it was against some rules, but, mm-hmm. but at least that little boy had a chance. Right. Like, I, I don't like those rules. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't seem fair. Mm-hmm. But at least in your mind, like you, 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 you may maybe even gave him at least, a chance to you know live a right. long life but unfortunately just things just didn't play out the way that we all hoped it would have so and you know in that i can only understand how hard like it is like covering stuff like that uh you know doctors psychologists and you know just anything where you have to deal with humans and emotions on such a one-on-one level i mean they always tell you don't get attached but it's just like like you said we're humans so it's it's hard for some people to turn that off and yeah i can only imagine how stressful that can become over years if that's all like you're reporting on well yeah and you also you also start to get a like um you know if you notice some of the older reporters uh you know you get a little calloused yeah um uh, and also then you know i i um i was one of the producers um there were three of us working on a youth gang special mm-hmm. so um my regular job was doing um public relations and copywriting and producing in the promotion department however um we did this special about youth gangs the youth mm-hmm. gang um youth youth violence walking the line mm. and so i was nominated for an emmy for that wow. youth gangs and police gang police in the middle of the night until mm-hmm. three in the morning 
remember interviewing one kid who said he we we saw a kid just stab a man oh. and and then we interviewed him and he said he just um did it to to see if he could watch him die i mean that was just oh, like, wow yeah i'm a weenie i i can't <laughs> i can't i just looked at him like who raised you yeah like, like you you couldn't you couldn't begin to comprehend that way of no. thinking yeah no, I, I can't even imagine that that type of thought pattern. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that is awful. Mm -hmm. However, um, you know, the the best thing that came out of all my years there were like lots of experience. I call it my graduate school, and so I, I went off on my own. Mm -hmm. I started my own advertising and PR company. I've had it for twenty six years now, mm -hmm. and um, but I also wanted something of my own, mm -hmm. so um. I started the TV show and it's basically just my tool. You know, people get enamored with TV and movies and mm -hmm. all that sort of thing. I'm like, you know, that's just a tool in my toolbox. And mm -hmm. that's what I've learned from very young on. So that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And so how long after you started your own, um, you know, your, your own company uh, advertising, you said? Yeah, and public relations, yeah. and media relations, yeah. How, how long after that did you begin to work on creating Cooking Without Looking? About five years. Okay. Yeah, about five years, because I was on a lot of boards. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, when you're in TV, you do a lot of philanthropic work, but you're doing it under the name of your company mm -hmm. that you're working for, which in my case was CBS. Mm -hmm. But then I wanted something um, for my legacy, right. um, for my family. And and so I did that. And that's how I could give back. And I noticed that um, ah, that that a lot of people don't know people who are blind or visually impaired. And it's mm -hmm. all relegated to like um, Stevie Wonder jokes, which is sort <laughs> of, you know, sort of makes me sad in a way, you know, yeah. like. My God, you know, I'm sure he probably laughs. He's probably heard these a zillion trillion times. Mm -hmm. But but for me, it was like, well, if the only way you know about blindness is through this one man, mm -hmm. you know, there's so much more. And um, TV is a great way to change people's minds mm -hmm. on a large scale basis. And so that's why we say changing the way we see blindness. Mm -hmm. So... Was there anything that influenced you to create a show that basically highlights visual impairment? Because, um, um, you know, you and I have talked extensively. And of course, for those that are listening, um, Renee does not have uh, visual impairment. Um, that should be known. But um, I'm just curious, what influenced you to start a show where the you know the primary focus was for those that had a visual impairment and had a love for cooking as well well it's it's actually it's it's actually yeah. inclusive mm -hmm. um just a second it's, no, it's no, no. inclusive um and everybody uh it's for everybody and it's cooking just you mean cooking yeah right. yeah but but the show is just featuring people who are blind mm -hmm. so that everyone can learn about people who are blind because really what it was for me was I've always I've always cared a lot about people who were like just sort of left out mm -hmm. you know the underdog or whatever like when I was about five or six when I was on the playground I'd go talk to the kids who were mm -hmm. all by themselves and I felt like um they were 
there were a lot of people who were like all by themselves. There are a lot of people who are blind or visually impaired and no one understood them. So they let them go off on their own. Right. And I just wanted to create the understanding and, and TV and then cooking sort of softens it for people because, um, you know, sighted people are worried they're going to say the wrong word, the wrong <laughs> thing, you know, the wrong term. And, uh-huh. and then, you know, the people who are blind or visually impaired um, don't want to, um, you know, uh, quote unquote, be a burden and ask right. people for help. So I just consider myself a translator. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you said about five years after starting your own kind of firm, um, how, how long has this show been going on for now? 21 years. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and, um, you know, so, so, so nowadays, can, can you tell, um, tell us, you know, like what the cooking without looking show is looking like, uh, you know, currently what, what it is that the cooking without looking show is about, you know, um, can you just give us a little bit of an insight about the show? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can too. You were on it. (laughs) I know, but you know, my, my job (laughs) is to help inform people. (laughs) I'm teasing you. Um, basically we were on, we were on PBS in South Florida and then, um, you know, it was it was a recession and funds um, sort of like dried up. So for the po- pandemic, what we we never stopped doing it. We mm-hmm. we visited. We went to Macy's. We went to all different things, doing cooking demonstrations, and and uh, food and wine festivals like the Boca Raton Wine Food Festival, mm-hmm. all of those. And um, what we um, right now during the pandemic, the last two years, we've been on. Um, uh, zoom like the whole world has yeah. but it was actually excellent uh, because between the zoom for the podcast and zoom for the tv show which mm-hmm. you were on mm-hmm. um we have reached and we could have never done this we reached 46 countries around the world we wow. just added vietnam philippines and iran the that's other amazing day, over the weekend yeah and so like, I'm, I'm just so happy. And so when, um, you know, I'm, I've been trying diligently to try and get onto a network onto net Flix or mm-hmm. wherever on, on like a wide thing. But honestly, if we would have been on any of those, we, we couldn't have reached the people who we've reached in these last two years. Right. You wouldn't have had the ability to be international in, yeah expand internationally like that and the 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 ability to do remote recordings has you know really helped for you to include as not not, not only as many people but as many uh countries and walks of life as possible right you know the other day um there was a woman and i interviewed her she's on she was on one of our podcasts she's like an olympian well you gave her to me she was beautiful <laughs> She was wonderful, but she had heard about the show too. And I was like, wow, in London. And you heard yeah, yeah. about my little cooking without looking, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she yeah, was bl- blinding, blindingly good food. Uh, yeah, Laura. Yeah, yeah, yeah Laura. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I was so happy, you know, um, I just, you, you know, she she's a Paralympic athlete, um, absolutely amazing. Um, and, you know, of course, I, I, wanted to start highlighting you know sports from a podcast and athletes because uh, you know I like sports um, I played it when I was growing up 
not so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah not so much for me now uh because of my vision but um yeah yeah i just talking to her like oh that's you know it's it's cool you know we could do because i'm about to you know do this show and i told her she's like oh my goodness i know about that um that show i I would love to be on it and i'm just like okay cool did it Um, blow you away too (laughs) (laughs) i'm like do you want me to to connect you guys and she's like yes and i'm just like all right cool and then did it and then um yeah you guys did the interview and i was just really happy that uh you know i could uh connect you guys yeah yeah no thank you very much she was great she's about to have a baby yeah yeah i know that was yeah. that was so neat. Yeah, no, she she was great. I really enjoyed her mm. um her energy and mm. so you know that was it because I I found that there were a whole lot of people who are just blind or visually impaired and because people on both sides are uh, like nervous to talk to one another for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fear yeah. of offending they just ignore one another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so um. And so that's that's really why I did it. And like mm-hmm. I say, cooking sort of softens the blow. It's like when you have a big meeting or something, you want to meet, you go to dinner and you talk about some stuff. Yeah. Over like cocktails and stuff. By the way, if you guys hear some rain in the background, it is Florida. It is hurricane season. So, uh, you know, <laughs> storms, they just happen every day right now. But we're just going to keep trucking on through it. Um, so recently... You and I uh, worked on a pretty cool project with the uh, the ACB. Um, you know, basically, it was kind of like it was, it was like a hybrid. It was almost it was you know kind of like a panel slash highlighting. Well, that was our TV show. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I'm trying to remember who you had on the company um, with the gentleman here in Florida that um, has his guide dog. Um, um alan yes he's, a, he's yeah. the host of the show he alan is a host and so is um annette but you didn't get a chance to meet to an, annette because they've been with me the full 21 years uh-huh. they're great yeah. and they're amazing and but, um yeah that that was alan mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of fun though um how did that opportunity get pr- presented to you well um we we I call us Switzerland. We talk to all of the different organizations uh-huh. and the three main ones in right. the United States. Uh-huh. And so I had um, Eric um, Bridges and his wife, Rebecca, and their son and the other son, too, um, on our show, mm-hmm. just like you saw. Mm-hmm. And then he he emailed me one day and said, they have these community events, which they started. Mm-hmm during the pot during the pandemic mm-hmm. and um he said well do you want to put your show on on um in the community events and tape it and i said well sure so we've done like several of them like three or four of them i think um uh, on their community events and mm-hmm. so you know we get the acb people out and it's great because they allow people from all groups you know mm-hmm. it's not just like one group or the other it's it's everyone mm-hmm. and um no matter what group you belong to and um he just invited me to be on because he they were on our show and they did an amazing job mm-hmm. and so they just invited us to have our shows on the community events mm-hmm. now um 
you know, we, we, you know, I did the show. I had a lot of fun. I, I made, uh, well, I should say I made, um, but I, I did. Come but, on, you know, <laughs> come on. You know, peanut butter cookies with Reese's um, in the middle of them. And then um, I think his name is uh, Hobie. Yes, Hobie. Uh, yeah, he did his shrimp cocktail. And he's like, he has his degree in chemistry. So he has all of his own, like, personally made spices that he does. Um and so, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's like it's like, dang, you got your own. No, no, you know, and, and this is this is what I explained. We have a myriad of of um, people with skills, uh -huh. all different skills. And even if you were like a master chef, maybe there's a Saturday morning you just want to get some Pillsbury cooking dough, <laughs> baking cookie dough, yeah. and put some Reese's in them. You yeah. know. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter at all. In fact, I, I think it endears people and it makes people a little more relaxed uh, because, you know, they're not making their flambés and yeah. they're, you know, they're not making the cream, rich cream sauces that <laughs> burn. Uh, um, you know, so we, we're welcoming to everybody. Mm. It's, it's, you know, and and because you're blind, um, people sometimes think you can only do simple things. So mm -hmm. then we have people who do the more difficult things. Right. We had, um, one of our one of our first people on the show that started with Alan and Annette was uh, Sylvia Chacon. She's rest her soul. She's passed. Mm -hmm. Sylvia was totally blind. She'd gone blind from retinitis pigmentosa. Mm -hmm. She made the most beautiful halibuts. And, and, you know, that's a, that's a difficult thing. I mean, my bread would look like a muffin compared to, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not a baker. Um, I, I like to cook because I can be creative because, but baking, you are like totally chemistry there. Right. But, um, but she, she did some amazing things. So she was like on one end and then we have people who, who do simple things. And uh. sometimes it even gets down to like, Hey, well, you know what? I'll someone on the podcast will go like I well I don't want to be on your podcast because I don't really cook I'm like well uh -huh. do you eat do you have cooking tips <laughs> pause right there just a moment okay <laughs> you, you missed it but my uh my dog was um my dog brownie was jumping on my lap because the the man's cutting the grass outside yeah <laughs> and yeah. drives him crazy <laughs> yeah, I, I just had to go check to make sure uh nothing uh no one was coming in from the garage so uh that was <laughs> that that that's my sister's guide dog ava she uh it's also storming so it could have just been the thunder but uh you know don't sure. want her to keep on barking um but yeah, you know, like I, I like the the whole like, you know, you have your super like, you know, you know, big time chef chefies and uh, but, <laughs> but then you can but like but you don't have to be that like you said you can be simple and that and that's the approach that I was going for. It's like hey, I was trying to present it from the uh the perspective of well, what is someone with a visual impairment not really a big baker. 
Um, they don't like to do all like the, 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 the dirty work, you know, the flour, the egg, and you know, all that's the mixing, you know, what's something like, okay, here's something you can do baking wise. It's really simple. And honestly, all you have to do is spray a pan, put the dough down that's already been mixed and made, cook it, and then just put the Reese cup in the middle and then bang, you got a great tasting cookie. So like that was the approach I was going for because I was just <laughs> thinking like, you know, there there are even, you know, visual and then heck, there's a lot of, you know, big time. Everybody sh- likes to do a yeah. simple cookie. Yeah, recipe. exactly, exactly. It's like even like people that are cooks and work at restaurants for a living, Sure. They, 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 it's like, it's like a Waffle House person doesn't always make the big breakfast like they do at work. <laughs> That's just not the reality. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, sometimes you just want those simple to make, but always going to taste good recipes. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's, it's an easy, it's a college kid thing too, mm-hmm. which is sort mm-hmm. of long, you mm-hmm. know, so no, I, I, I it's, I just, I like to have everyone feel comfortable, uh-huh. have a good time. You know, like I say, you don't have to be the galloping gourmet. <laughs> um, I guess I'm aging myself there, but you know, you don't have to make these and you don't have to be nasty in the kitchen. Like some of these cooking shows that right. are like challenges. Yeah. Like uh-huh. I refuse to watch those. No, <laughs> <you know? laughs> Come on guys, you know, get along, yeah. have some fun. This is a time to have fun. Yeah. I think Gordon Ramsay's. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I know that you're, you're not into the, the, the nasty, uh, you know, uh, there's no need for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And again, that's that. You know, there's a lot of people that that share that sentiment. It's like you know, we we don't need that type of uh, uh, energy in the in in the kitchen. No, now if you, if you're having fun, you're throwing dough at one another, like you know. <laughs> yeah. like, I had two younger brothers, and I I gladly like every once in a while sh- <laughs> threw a little dough across the room, cookie uh-huh. dough or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, no, no, not like that. I got to admit, the only thing that I was really nervous about when I did the show was making sure that I had uh, a way to display everything because I'm like, well, I I can't do like a video of me in my kitchen because I just don't have the setup for that. So I was so nervous of being able to show off all of my ingredients in the pan so where people <laughs> could see it. But I was lucky enough to where my dad has like this spare just table in the garage so i'm just like hopefully i can and, I, and that's the basically what I, did. I just drug in this table and set it in front of my desk here at my computer <laughs> so that i could have a setup because i was just like i gotta be able to show off what i have and you know well, I mean, yeah you have yeah, to yeah yeah so that was the only thing that i was nervous about when i accepted it's like oh crap i better make sure that I can show off what I'm doing. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because Hobie did a similar thing. He, excuse me, he was just, um, he was, he was just on his counter, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, mm-hmm. you know, he, and um, that's just fine. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to do the big setup either. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, just have some fun, mm-hmm. show people your cooking skills. Mm-hmm. I started, um, I was invited uh, by the NFB in California to to give cooking lessons and tips. So I started that last week. Yeah, I was going to um, mention that that um, after all this happened, that you uh, 
there was a post on um, social media where you, um, you know, announced that you were offered to uh, start doing some like uh, training and showing, you know, and showing people how to, you know, cook and stuff. So that's well, not, yeah, you know, you know, go ahead. Well, you know what? I, I don't, I don't look at it that way again, uh -huh. because these people are sort of like, they're not like youngsters. Uh -huh. shall we say? They're like my age. Mm -hmm. and um i don't want to be like the expert i want to be like mm -hmm. listen here's some new ways uh we did some stuff about um grocery shopping where mm -hmm. you can save some money you know which is a big thing for people now um yeah especially also, if you're visually impaired <laughs> oh my god yeah well i mean like with the <laughs> prices and everything <laughs> <laughs> The Bowton House is very crazy right now, currently. <laughs> for uh, oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. For um, you know, for those that are probably curious, you know, also with some of the the silence between seasons is uh, um, my parents actually moved down um, where I'm where my sister and I live, so uh, they're um, you know, they're getting to that point where they want to find a place to retire. And just you know, be close to their kids while they are retired, because um, you know, you know that's you know that's the thing is you know like you you know um, you know we're a very close family because of our disability. You know, we've always been that way. There's just been always a lot of love and just you know connections. So it brought us a lot. It brought us closer together. You know, for some families, it could tear 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 a family apart. But right. For us, it it brought always brought us close together. So my mom finally decided she's like you know what um you know i'm getting to be a little bit older i'm at that point now where i want to slow down and stop working as much so they moved down last month and uh you know they've been staying us for just a while but um they they do have a house that they will be moving into at the end of this month um probably um we'll be there once this episode go um is um live and published but uh yeah, it's it, it's it's great to have the, the family down here closer now. Oh sure, where were they? Um, up in um north northwest Florida. So if you're familiar, like Destin, Pensacola. Oh okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. yeah, yeah. So like I I was born and raised you know in, in Florida, you know. So like you know, uh, uh ninety three, and then moved away because my dad was in the military for uh, for a while. Um, but since two thousand, we we've been in Florida since two thousand. You're my daughter's age. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I always joke with my parents being like, you know, within, you know, two years, you're going to have two kids in, in their 30s. And my mom's just like, shut up. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to, she's like, I don't want to hear that, Chad. <laughs> I was like, what's right. the, what the truth? Keep it to yourself. <laughs> uh, but, but anyways, you were, you were telling us about the, um, you know, the offer you got from it was the, um, the NFB. Yeah, yeah, the mm. NFB. Um, well, first you have to understand that everything I do is donated. Mm. Okay, so mm. I don't call myself a philanthropist. I have a foundation. We have uh -huh. Vision World Foundation, and we donate money not only to people who um, are blind or visually impaired, but going through social situations. Like right now, there's there's a gentleman who's homeless. He's been homeless mm. for four years. Someone I knew very well, like nine years ago, and mm -hmm. um, and he just went through a hard time. It's mm. it's amazing who can be homeless right now. But at any rate, yeah, they invited me um, to be uh, part of. Um, they starting their own community events thing, so they wanted me to help uh, to teach, mm -hmm. and and so I have it more like a a group share uh -huh. and. Um, so I talked about all sorts of things this last time. Uh, it's the first Tuesday of the month, mm -hmm. and I can put the I can put it out um, on social media. Mm -hmm. But what the next time um, I thought it'd be sort of like a we can all cook together. So we're going right. to be cooking. Um, everybody's favorite. I don't know if you've heard of it, Chad. It's a uh, a tater tot casserole with hamburger and Campbell soup and all that sort of thing. That sounds amazing and sounds very similar to what I ate growing up. <laughs> I know exactly. It's it's not highbrow, uh -huh. and, um, and we'll all be cooking together. And what mm -hmm. I told them is, I, I'm going to ask. As a matter of fact, when I'm done talking to you, I'm going to be sending the recipe out to them. Mm -hmm. But I said, you know what? It's not about the recipes. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'll send you a basic recipe and you do you. Right. And we can all talk about the little things that we did different than the recipe. And we can mm -hmm. have some fun doing it. Like right. I, I'm a creative person. I like I like sharing creative things, not doing the same thing twice, uh -huh. um, which basically my daughter will tell you, <laughs> Thanksgiving has never been the same thing twice. <laughs> 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 there's always a new side dish <laughs> that's right <laughs> and the turkey's made a little different you know and and everything's uh, changed up she likes to do everything the same because of uh, that I think. Right, right, right. yeah yeah like you know i i you know completely opposite with my family we, we basically do the same stuff you know we just always be like uh Okay, what what what's what what's your favorite? And then like I'll be like, I want the sweet potato casserole. My my sister's like, I want the green bean casserole. And then my mom's just like, Well, um, do you want a turkey or do you want to do ham? And then you know, just you know, like that. So it's kind yeah, of the same. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's the same thing every year, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, with with these with this group of people, it's sort of fun because um, also. I, I did a podcast with Edward the other day and uh, he made chili. Um, he was talking about making chili and he uses, uh, he puts it over some tamales. Mm. And uh, I thought, wow, I never thought of that. I love tamales and putting chili on them would be so cool. So um, I'm going to try that myself because <laughs> like 
if I'm lazy, you know, <laughs> I just you know, bring bring a couple tamales, cook those babies up, and then I break out my Pillsbury cookie dough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's you know it's 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 great to you know to have you know seen you make that announcement and um you know see what you get to do and and you mentioned you know like you, you did it was something like as simple as just talking about um getting groceries um that's something that I don't think a lot of people who don't live with any sort of debilitating health condition or disability kind of consider it's like if you can't physically get in a car and go get your groceries then how do you get your groceries so it's like it's like it's a conversation that you definitely need to have and it was definitely something that uh was exacerbated during the pandemic because you think about it no one could deliver groceries and for those that are homebound you know how are you getting food and how are you getting water to get through a pandemic where you can't leave your house yeah, well, you know what? My daughter came up with Walmart and she she runs those poor people into the ground. Um, <laughs> she, and she can run and see and drive and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, they, they, Walmart has a program where it's like $12.99 a month mm-hmm. and you can just have as many orders as you want. And I've seen her do it mm-hmm. in one day. Um, also the first month is free. So I, I'm trying it out for myself. I mentioned uh, that one. Um, you know, the other tips, um, were like, uh, things you do like little tricks, kitchen hacks, mm-hmm. you know, um, things like that, uh, for your recipe, uh, pick up the taste, kick up the flavor on some things without using salt, because some people have issues with their salt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so I just... Um, you know, it was it was a nice conversation. I really enjoyed it, but I don't like just sitting there and, and uh-huh. being being the person who's uh, teaching because I think yeah, we yeah. can all learn from each other, and yeah, I yeah. really like that better. So more um, more hands on than lecture. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so um, you know, like the tamale and chili thing. Mm-hmm. If I wouldn't have asked. You know, I wouldn't have thought about it. I mean, the big deal with us is sometimes we put macaroni or rice with, <laughs> you know, so. You, that is something on. I had no idea was a thing until I knew it was a thing. Chili Mac. It's like, I I had no clue. I'm like, what? Really? What? Yeah. I, I, it just never crossed my mind that people put chili and macaroni and cheese together. I, it just never occurred to me. Yeah, I know. And there's so many things like, like, um, my husband was Cuban. So I learned a lot about Cuban cooking. Mm-hmm. And then um, I make a mean uh, Latona Sago, <laughs> roast pork. Mm. As a matter of fact, that's what I have on. It, it was a sale today, 99 cents on pork. 99 cents that on ro- Cuban like roast pork is so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's to die for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My my parents, you know, we're from like I said, Green Bay, Wisconsin. So uh-huh. like, uh, salt and pepper on everything. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like lemon and garlic mm-hmm. and cumin, and it's just it's just so flavorful and delicious. Mm-hmm. And a great a great thing to put in the slow cooker. That's what I'm smelling right now. I wish I could email the smell <laughs> in my house to you. Um, it is delicious, but I I, I like uh, you know. Mm-hmm. sharing with people and we can 
share back and forth all of our little cooking ideas, even yeah. using the same recipe. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you know, the slow cooker is uh it's actually a really great thing to bring up because people just think that's not like it's lowbrow cooking, you know. It's you know, for some reason people think cooking or have this like this weird conceit. <laughs> and maybe it could be through a lot of what is portrayed on, you know, media. You know, what I we've never seen. I thought in, about it that way. But it's like, you know, there are some really amazing recipes you can do in a slow cooker. Um, and I just, you know, it's just, you know, I just think there's a lot of things that uh, we overlook when it comes to uh, to cooking even. And, um, you know, for our, us as visually impaired, you know, slow cooking, it's like, it's like that, oh, it, it's a way for us to be accent. like, yeah, yeah, because not only, you know, can we just do like the basic, all right, put some chicken in, in a crock pot and do that, <laughs> but like you can make some, you know, real like, like the roasted um, roasted pork, you can make like a really mean, of course, you know, that was my recipe, you know, a mean chicken noodle soup homemade. There's a <laughs> lot of recipes, and then air fryers, there's like, there's like, there's a lot of things that have come um, in terms of the advancement of technology of cooking that have even further allowed people with say a visual impairment, maybe, um, you know, whatever their disability is to continue to be invested with cooking and still be able to um, basically, you know, not have to just do simple like microwave recipes. Like they, they can express their, themselves fully with these new ways of cooking. Right, right. Well, you know what? It's it. I love it because I don't even have a microwave because when I thought about it, it's like, okay, really all I use the microwave for is to pop some popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to have a microwave because uh, I'm a popcorn head. So definitely, yeah, yeah I got to have it for that. <laughs> well, I make, I make mine the old fashioned way. On the stove. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I love the flavor better, and um, you know, you just it's it's very easy. You know, three tablespoons oil, mm -hmm. um, a, a third of a cup of um popcorn. You mm -hmm. put it in there, um, when the oil starts getting hot, and then you just put a cover on it mm -hmm. <laughs> so it doesn't go flying. Yeah, and um, and put butter and salt on it. Uh -huh. You just can't get better than that, I think. Yeah. I've but, always, yeah. I've always wanted to try doing that, but I'm just so nervous. <laughs> mess it up. You can't really mess it up. I mean, like if you if you keep it on too long, but you you're better than that. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Got that cookie dough thing going. So <laughs> like, this is even better. And and you know what? It you can't really you can't really mess it up at all. I mean, burning it maybe, but yeah, yeah. you're standing right next to it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Also, I gave tips on like if you don't like standing by your food, mm -hmm. um, I, I have um, I've got um, tips on loving your oven, <laughs> <laughs> putting um, making rice. You know, mm -hmm. you get the boiling water and you put the rice in there. You stir it once like normal, and mm -hmm. you let it there in that water for ten minutes. Then you put it in the oven because I really hate standing. 20 minutes with my rice or 25 <laughs> put it in the oven at 350 leave it in there 10 15 minutes and it comes out perfectly mm. so i've got a whole bunch of like um loving your oven tips like making a making an omelet i make my omelet in the oven oh and you don't have to worry interesting about flipping it either yeah 
yeah, you put the you put the eggs in the pot uh, in the fry pan, mm -hmm. and um, I put three tablespoons of water in it and a little salt and pepper or whatever else garlic. I'm a big garlic fan, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> a little garlic, and put it in there at three fifty or four hundred, whichever you like, and you leave it in there. 10 15 minutes mm -hmm. um it's cooked you can feel it if if you're blind or visual impaired you can feel if it's like um uh done mm -hmm. with your fingers and then uh you can put the cheese or whatever toppings in it and then take a spatula and fold it over and you don't have to worry about flipping your omelet like people get so stressed out over flipping omelets i mean i have <laughs> I get freaked out flipping anything. <laughs> See, and so I found the way here that you don't have to freak out. You don't have to flip. It's like the easiest thing of life because I had too many omelets where pieces went flying onto the floor. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you're flipping, like one uh -huh. side goes onto the floor or the stove or it's uh -huh. gross. You just have yeah. a dog eat it, but still. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> You know, and, and so I give them a lot of tips like that. But the first Tuesday in September, we'll be cooking along with each other. So I'll send mm -hmm. the recipe out to everyone and and um, we can go from there. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, is, is that kind of what you're, um, you're dedicating a lot of your time to right now? I mean, of course, the, 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 the show and the podcast are still going on. Uh, uh, maybe, um, is there anything else that you can tell us and uh, about they can actually tell us about that <laughs> that you are uh, working on or are excited about well um i'm i'm like i said i'm really 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 trying to get us on to like either um a network or like a streaming service mm -hmm. where um we can take it we can take a big time i mean i've i've emailed the ceos of netflix both of them which is really pretty cool because you can do that with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's their email, you know, um, people in TV, which other people don't really realize people in TV are, are sort of like down to earth people. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'll use your term lowbrow. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like regular people, but uh -huh. it's the people on the outside that make it seem like it's a glamorous thing. It, it right. really isn't. When my uh, when my trigonometry teacher in high school talked to my parents about what I wanted to do, he goes, "Oh, she just wants to do it for the glamour." And it's like, well, um, <laughs> when I was at that TV station in Green Bay, um, a person who can't swim, such as myself, was in floodwaters up to my neck, holding a camera. Yeah. And not hoping not to trip and fall because I can't swim very well. Uh-huh. And uh, that wasn't glamorous. I was filthy. <laughs> <laughs> I had dirt on my face. I had yeah. sand in my hair. Um, it's it's sort of the people on the outside who don't know the inside of TV. Mm -hmm. TV is like really down to earth uh, people for the most part. Mm -hmm. So um as we start to kind of uh, wrap up the, today's episode, just a couple more questions. Um, so, um, you know, out of everything that you, you, you've done with the show, what, what would you say you're, you're the happiest about? Do you, um, cause do you feel like you have started to maybe normalize disability, um, visual impairment uh, more 
and just allow people to see it for what it truly is and you know basically have them understand that it's not like the cliches as we kind of mentioned before you know like and blindness is more than just stevie wonder <laughs> yeah right mm -hmm. and i love stevie wonder oh, of course yes yes we all we all love stevie wonder <laughs> but um i oh this is a side i always wonder if he if they wouldn't have made that medical mistake on him mm -hmm giving him too much oxygen mm -hmm. he would have just been a regular kid playing the piano mm -hmm. i think but at any rate the the um but i digress yes the thing <laughs> <laughs> i think the thing that i love the most is i've i've been told by a lot of people who've been on the show been on the podcast that they never thought they could be on a tv show they never thought they could they could do things uh, in front of people sort of like, you know, showing what they can do like everyone else because they were blind. Mm -hmm. um, it, it sort of helped with some people's self-esteem, mm -hmm. um, made them feel better. That's, that's really what I care about. I also care about that. The, the, the other, the other side, the other group of kids um, who are sighted, um, um, get to understand more and more than like you say on a, a joke level about blindness right you've never seen anyone jump out of a chair when i hear a blind joke and i they it has nothing to do with being blind mm -hmm. i just like it it drives me crazy it's like you guys didn't even research that joke you mm -hmm. know that's not even real mm -hmm. um but i think uh the thing that makes me the happiest is making people happy making helping their self-esteem grow when they thought that no one cared when they thought that no one would listen to them because they're blind or visually impaired or mm -hmm. um and and the other thing was like i the other thing that made me really happy was that we were spreading the word all over the world which mm -hmm. this little girl from green bay wisconsin which i really am inside no matter what i do um it 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 gave me pause to see how you can touch other people all over the world and how we're all connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's truly amazing, the uh, the magic of television. And uh, when you have a, a mission like yours and what it can do, because like you said, it can help with a lot of people's self-esteem. And again, it's just destigmatizing a lot of the misconceptions that people who are usually never exposed or perhaps may never really be exposed or educated about it to at least to begin at a little bit of understanding about this sort of disability. Right, right. Well, you know, it's like I said, and um, most people don't know a person who's blind. Right. And they still have these concepts like back from the 1950s, you know, just <laughs> a blind person in a room and, you know, well, they don't know the difference. Uh -huh. you know? And, um, and, to now where people are doing all sorts of amazing things you know it's it's um blindness used to be more of a of a wall and now it's more of a speed bump mm, i like that analogy thank you <laughs> i just came up with it you inspired me Dad. <laughs> trademark it yeah trademark it <laughs> now it's like that's that's like coffee mug t-shirt level worthy right there <laughs> right right oh someday you'll see my face as a meme 
So uh, um, how can people help support you and support Cooking Without Looking? Um, is, you know, is there any sort of donations that they can make? And, and if so, where can they make it? Um, what's the best way for people to help support you and your mission? Well, they can, they can um, send donations. They can click on our website. It's um, www.cookingwithoutlookingtv.wordpress.com. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And there's a link right at the top of the page. Or they can sponsor the show. We were sponsored by um, uh, famous uh, civil rights attorney, Benjamin Crump, uh, mm -hmm. as well as... Um, the Florida Division of Blind Services. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the April show. So yeah, you can sponsor it just like every other TV show you see on TV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, where would you see a TV show? Well, now, <laughs> you can, <laughs> now I can see it all over the place. Uh -huh. but, um, but yeah, there is on our website a link at the top. It's cookingwithoutlookingtv.wordpress.com. If you can't think of all of that, just go to um just google cooking without looking and uh -huh. pop up with that and uh, in terms of you know the 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 episodes the the podcast and um you know your your your, your content um what are the links to that so people can check that out because there's a lot that people who are probably listening for this first time uh that have missed out on so where is the best place to check all of that stuff out okay um on the podcast um we're on all Alexa enabled devices mm -hmm. and, and anywhere you get your podcast, we're on all of them. Mm -hmm. You can just, you know, Alexa, you could just say cooking without looking and right. get that. And um, then all the other places where you can get podcasts, you can get us. Mm -hmm. um, and also the YouTube channel is just cooking without looking YouTube mm -hmm. channel. Mm -hmm. So cooking without looking. Awesome. And uh, is there any way for people to contact you who are listening that would like to be on the show um, that um, want to reach out and be a guest? Uh, is there a way for them to contact sure. you? Sure. Um, if it's easier for you, you can always call me. I'm like old school. 305-200-9104. And um, if you go to Facebook, we have a Cooking Without Looking, the Cooking Without Looking TV show. Mm -hmm. And our phone number is there, or you can just message me anywhere. You can message me my own personal account, which is Renee Rentmeister, <laughs> if you can remember it. But again, my phone number in case is 305-200-9104, um, or just go to one of our Facebook pages. We've got several of them growing like uh, weeds, and um, <laughs> you, can, you can just go there. Awesome. Well, hey, Renee, thank you so much for coming on the show again. <laughs> uh, and thank you for um, being the first I'm starting guest. to feel like a family member, Chad. You, you, well, you know what? You are. Everyone that comes <laughs> to the show, and, and, and to me at least, um, they, stay, yeah. they stay a friend. So thank you for coming on again, and thank you for being the first episode of season three. I really appreciate you.
Oh, gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Chad. I really of course. appreciate you. Too. You're very welcome. Of course, you too. Well, everybody, that's it. That is episode one of season three. I hope you guys enjoyed. And I hope you're looking forward to the episodes to come. Again, you know, we're going to have a lot of guests that um, should have been on in season two. Um, there's also some new guests that are coming as well. So it's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting and fun season. I hope you're looking forward to it. And if you've missed any of the last episodes from season two or know anyone that wants to catch up from seasons one and two, um, as season three is, you know, you know, kind of starting here, um, let them know. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Hindsight is 20 slash 200. It's Hindsight is 20 slash 200. 20 slash 200. Hindsight is 20 slash 200. If you have any questions for my guests that you would like me to pass along to them, please do know you can email me. It's CM Bouton. That's C as in Chad, M as in Michael, B as in boy, O U T O N, C M Bouton at yahoo.com. And if you want to follow along on Twitter, there is a page for the podcast on Twitter. It's at 2200 Hindsight, at 20200 hindsight at 2200 hindsight well thank you again to my amazing guest renee of the cooking without looking tv show thank you all so much for listening to the first episode of season three i can't wait for you guys to see what else is coming for this season thank you again you guys take care be safe and always be kind see you guys later